0: Lisa Kay, connecting the community on Talk of the Town. Paul Peterson in for Talk of the Town today. I'm Lisa Kay, and this is our time to find out what's going on with District 77, Mankato Schools. Well, not in school today. (laughs) Not today. It's not a weather day. I think it was, was it last Thursday? Were they out on Yes, yeah. yes,
1: we were out.
0: I was cracking up because I think it was the night Did you call it the night before? We did or was not. It the day no, off? we were
1: the, the morning.
0: I think I was driving to work mm-hmm. and I got the text message yeah. and I was like, well, "There you go." That's <laughs> what I can talk about right away when I get into the station.
1: No, it has been one of those winters and here we are, middle of January, and we've already had multiple days and Thursday that last Thursday was just a, a bugger. Um That's there's just weird. weird. Well, it was yeah. weird. There we have so much snow. Mm-hmm. That even three, three, four, five inches, as those plows go through and dump it into you know neighborhoods, right. it's tough for buses to get through, um, and then scraping all the snow, then you had the ice underneath it. So it was <laughs> a.
0: I think I had Susan in here uh, a couple of weeks ago. She's like, "I do not want to talk about snow removal." <laughs> I was I like, see, I "Now I get it," <laughs> I,
1: and I know that like I've seen some people chirping <laughs> here and there about snow removal. Whatever. I think it's just been. I think Great. it's
0: been good, right? I think yes. people um, sometimes don't understand when you can remove, when you can put the brine down, what conditions you have to have in order. Mm-hmm. And then we get all up in ourselves and our own feelings about why I can't get to the store and mm-hmm. why our eggs are $5 or a dozen. Yep. You know, that kind of
1: yep. thing. And I think just remembering that we have just had a ton of snow and those plows and those folks that are doing that work, they are working their tail off to help keep things as clean as they can. So we're... So appreciate we I mean, we have had more school days than not, of course, but it's just been, uh, it's been tough and, yeah.
0: Is there a time that the district would have to, like, I'm just hypothetically speaking, right, extend the school year by a couple of days if we miss too many? Is there something, is there some number, some magic number of yeah. things? Yeah, there, there are,
1: there, there's magic numbers of days and there are magic numbers for hours, Oh. that that a kid has to be in school for a year. So we're already making our plans because we're getting really close. If we have another day or so of closed school, uh-huh. um, we're going to have to start looking at how we're going to uh, get back those hours or days. And so we've got a, you know, we don't have a full spring break week here. Mm-hmm. Um, we know we have some professional development days scheduled for the spring. We've got a few around some holidays. So we're we're working uh at the, at the district level, and we'll be reaching out with our teachers um, just to get some consultation from them about how they'd like to maybe do this. If I mean, it would be one thing if we were in March and mm-hmm. we were getting close, but mm-hmm. come on. Right. Um, we've got weeks and weeks and weeks to go.
0: Right. I know that my daughter was sick a day, but she jumped online. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there still is options for things like that to keep up with things, but we're not going into full e-learning days or right. anything like that. Yeah, and
1: we definitely know that our, our teachers are connecting with kids all the time, and they've got shared virtual spaces. We don't call official flex days or virtual days here in Mankato, but um, but we know that learning is continuing, and they're posting things online or they're they're connecting through their those virtual apps, but um, it's, that's not ideal. And hopefully we'll have more, we'll have sunnier days ahead.
0: I hope so. Oh man, as we look towards spring, I was putting, first of all, I got to tell you the story about my daughter um, who's a seventh grader in the district and pretty smart kid, right? So we're at home, we're getting ready to go to her hockey tournament. She's screaming at me from another room because she's having difficulty with her jacket. Mm. Like can't figure out the buttons and the snaps on the new jacket. And then like, I go upstairs and I look at her and she's got the jacket on inside out and can't figure out. I just looked at her. I was like, really? I gave Mm -hmm. her the side eye. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she rolled her eyes back at me once she realized her mistake. And she yelled at me, I win academic awards at school. (laughs)
1: Lisa, we don't have a class on putting on on jacket, um, putting on your jacket.
0: Somebody else said, at least she's wearing one.
1: That's right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's, That's the age. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's good. You know, she's just, just that cre- that creativity was just, she was in such a mindset there. She thought, well, I'm going to see if I can do this inside
0: out. How mm. can I how can I get this yeah. oh, right back on my mom? That's great. <laughs> it was so funny. I just looked at her and walked away. Oh, man. Um, I know that we received here at the radio station a letter from you. Somebody brought it to me, and they said, well, I know you talked to Paul. Do you need this? And I said, I looked at it, and I said, well, I know we're going to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And I said, we have talked about it in the past, so we passed that on to, to management here, but it was a letter that you had sent out to some, uh, did it go to everybody or just area businesses to let us know what's going on? Or
1: Right. Yeah. We, we sent out um, our legislative platform, the, mm-hmm. the advocacy that our school district is uh, currently engaged in with our elected leaders. Um, it really sets out what we believe is the important work that uh, needs to happen up in St. Paul to help fund our schools, um, provide the supports for our teachers, our kids, our families, to keep uh, public education strong within our region. Uh, we know the last couple of years have been a challenge You know, around every turn, but this is really an opportunity for uh, the legislature to step up and, and do their work. And so we wanted to make sure that we had community partners aware, so our cities, our counties, our, our um, media, mm-hmm. uh, to make sure that uh, they, they knew what we were out there fighting for.
0: Right, and some of those things that we've talked about Mm -hmm. is like 100% support for our schools, right? Yeah,
1: oftentimes it's referred to as fully funding of education, Um, and really what that uh, is addressing is kind of the ongoing underfunding. We know that schools uh, typically receive a couple percentage points on the general formula every year. Um, That has not kept up with inflation, and so we're looking at about a $1,000 gap between uh, what – Uh, per-pupil funding is, and then adjusting that for inflation would be about another $1,000 a kid. Um, So we know that that funding coming from uh, St. Paul needs to be predictable. It needs to be stable. Uh, The ongoing underfunding of special education um, has really uh, required that general fund dollars uh, be taken from um, the more typical operations of your district, and then put into special education. That's called the cross-subsidy. For us, that's uh, over $7 million a year. So that needs to get addressed. And then there's a whole lot of mental health supports and academic supports that need to come. um, For a state that is very proud, and we all should be very proud of our public schools, Um, our teachers and and support staff do incredible work, Uh, but they're doing that work with limited resources. And we get scarcity, but we also need to make sure that we're making those investments for our future and so what, what you received here at the office was just our outline of when when we're talking to our local senators, our local reps. Um, those are the, are the pieces that we are uh, making the case that need to come down here to Mankato for education.
0: If people that are listening did not receive one of those mm-hmm. types of letters that we're talking about, do you, does the district have that worded somewhere where we, we could go look? We
1: do, right. On our website, isd77.org um, is a copy of our legislative priorities. And that's. They can also call down to the office, and we'd be happy to send them um, a paper copy of those as well. There really nothing would be overly surprising. It Mm -hmm. talks about the funding of our of kids and staff members, both special education and uh, non special education. A lot of talk on mental health supports um, for for kids as uh, we've you know kind of moved into this new reality of of education. But we're really optimistic. We we feel like St. Paul's in a good position to do those things, and now it's just keeping in regular contact with the governor's office, with our Senate and our House leaders to make sure that they uh, get it done.
0: As they get up there and do the work. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that we'll um, we'll hear more as we know more.
1: Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's a piece that they were just talking about in the last 10 days on uh, meals, free meals, breakfast oh, yeah. and lunch. That was something that came in through COVID. The federal government funded yes. free meals. That has stopped. Um, Now the state of Minnesota is talking about bringing that back at the state level. Mm. Um, You know that would be a a, we we know that kids need to be well fed; they need to be nourished in order for them to have a shot at learning. And so um, that's not something that was on our specific platform. Mm -hmm. But uh, as the state and as Governor Wallace has now laid out his education priorities, we did see that in there. And uh, it's a bold bold plan. It costs a lot of money. Um, but really it's about investing in today's kids. I mean, it's, it's our future, but that future starts with the kids who are in our classrooms now.
0: And without getting into a huge political discussion, having a governor that was a teacher at mm-hmm. one time, I'm interested to watch and see what kind of differences that will make.
1: Yep, I, yeah, and I, and I do think that. I mean, public institutions, public safety, public education, public transportation, I mean, that's, that's really about how do we collectively want things to, how do we want them to go? Mm-hmm. How, how stable do we want those um, th- those public entities, uh, not everyone will choose public, right? Um, but for those who choose, or um, just by nature as to where they live or where they're at in their life, if that's where they that's where they uh, are attending, um, how how much how high quality do we want those mm-hmm. within our communities? And I think that those of us who work in public education are really proud as the product that we pump out, um, but we know that that isn't free. And right. that, that takes investment. Right.
0: Uh, well, we're talking about money. Paul Peterson in with us, District 77 super att- superintendent. Um, you're going through right now, locally, mm-hmm. some sort of a budget adjustment process, which is not really fun for anybody to talk <laughs> about money, but I'm going to ask you about yeah, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. thanks. You're welcome. The year
0: 2023,
1: I mean, we really do see it from a, to, to get us and to make sure that we have a firm financial foundation for our, future. Look that at all is those a, Fs.
0: That's a lot of Fs. That's a lot of Fs.
1: Um, step one here is to have engaged with our legislature. I mean, and that work's going to take them a few weeks, if not months, to do. We get that. But another piece of that here, specific to Mankato area public schools, is we need to do a sizable budget adjustment um, that will be multi-million dollars that um, our board, thankfully, our board saw last year that we needed to make um, some um, expenditures from our general... Balance from our savings account to make sure that uh, kids had the right people in front of them and that our staff um, uh, were, was being supported as, as much as possible. That uh, spending more than we had is only a one year deal. Thankfully, we had that savings account, so we got to re we got to get our budget back in okay, balance right. for next year. So that's the second piece. So we have the legislative work. We have our budget piece that has just started now, and that's that's not gonna be a fun I mean it's gonna be an interesting experience. It's not gonna be fun because right. there are gonna be some significant reductions that we're gonna have to make. I was
0: gonna say because when you now you've had a year of having these things, right? Yep.
1: Yeah. And you know, and and that's th- that the, the the why for all of that and, and why we're in such a budget pickle is back to what we were talking about. The kind of the ongoing underfunding of education, mm-hmm. the special education cross subsidy, not keeping up with inflation. And then here in Mankato, we have, since uh, the start of COVID, seen a regular enrollment decline. Mm -hmm. And so as fewer students come to school, to our schools, um, that means less revenue coming from the state of Minnesota. So that second piece of us doing a budget cut is really important. And then finally, this fall, uh, our board is going to have to make a decision on whether or not a referendum, operational and bond referendum, Mm -hmm. is in the cards Um, If we, if all three of those things happen, if the legislature does their job, if we make a budget cut and then we are able to go out to our community and make the case for additional local dollars Mm -hmm. for education, we really feel confident that that is going to be a formula that, that sets us on a path where we're not constantly, I mean, when I I think of the last four years, Mm -hmm. we've cut, we cut three years ago, it was 3 million, two years ago, it was seven and a half million. And now we're looking at another sizable cut for next school year. That's a, that, that, there's only so much.
0: That you can cut.
1: That's right. Yeah. Um, and because we know that the, the magic of school happens between kids and their, and their teachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, in order for us to preserve the classroom um, where we have reasonable class sizes, high quality education, um, we're going to need the community, both local community and then the state to uh, likely engage in some sizable, like I said, investment in, mm-hmm. in our kids.
0: Speaking of investing in the kids, there is the school board, which is relatively new. Yeah. How are they doing?
1: It's great. Yeah, they're, okay. Yep, they're great. Seven members. Uh, we have one brand new um, person who started on the board just this month, Carrie Pratt. Uh, we have two members, Shannon Sinning and Patrick Baker, who were appointed last year, mm-hmm. but then they ran for election and won um, in November. Uh, Shannon Sinning is our new board chair. And so... Uh, Shannon's role really is to help organize that board in a way with committees and work sessions and priorities mm. to uh, make sure that they're able to communicate with the public mm-hmm. um, about the the things that are happening within the district. Um, work with me on our budget and on policy. But uh, it's been fun to, to have some uh, different perspectives, new perspectives. And uh, they had an opportunity to go to the Minnesota School Boards Association conference last week okay. or two weeks ago. And uh, heard some great speakers. Uh, we had a chance to present uh, a couple sessions up there. And uh, yeah, they're good public servants. I mean, governance work at, at the public level. It's, yeah. it's difficult. It's yeah. challenging. But uh, we've got the right people um, ready to ready to lead.
0: I feel pretty important here. I've had Shannon in on Talk of the Town before, too. So uh, good luck to him yeah, and the rest he's of
1: the go, board. He's a go-getter. Yeah.
0: Really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And and maybe we'll have him back in. Bring him in sometime when you're here. You bet. That would be fun. Um, I know that in my house, well, today, uh, I think my my kids are off. They should be off, right? Tell (laughs) me they're off.
1: Yes, yes, they're off. Parent of
0: the year, right? Uh, Because the end of the first semester has happened. Can you believe that? No. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's crazy. I know there was a makeup day on Friday for kids and now today is kind of a regroup day for some mm-hmm. But the teachers. Some of them are working.
1: Yeah, t- teachers, K-12 teachers, it's a transition day from um, wrapping up first semester, doing some grading, making sure that things are are ready to go for third quarter, which starts tomorrow. Right before I came to you, I was over at Rosa Parks. We have all of our K-5 teachers um, doing a professional development session. They're all of them
0: at, in the district at one place? All huh? of them,
1: yeah. Okay. The car, the parking lot is full and the, the streets are, are filled with teacher cars wow. everywhere. But they had some great collaborative time this morning and now they're doing some breakouts um, with just individual learning on whether it's the new standards or culturally relevant teaching. I mean, just really, really great stuff. Whenever we've got our kids out of school, mm-hmm. I mean, we got to make dang sure that that's time well spent because we know of that burden that that places i mean it's a monday you've got kids who have parents or caregivers who now in many cases need to figure out how do you
0: where are they going what cover are we doing? that mm-hmm.
1: and so these are not just days where yeah, um you know the the school district has a bunch of people around i mean our, our teachers are engaged yeah um and they are critical cri- critically important so our teachers can be prepared for what's coming tomorrow which tomorrow we hit the second half of the school year
0: <laughs> which is crazy yeah that's gone fast. It has,
1: and I mean, it's, and then when you think of our winter, um, before you know it, I mean, that snow's going to melt. Doesn't feel like it now, but we're going to be in the spring, and uh, then it's then it's uh, no holds barred right right through right. to June.
0: Then we start getting a little bit antsy during those professional development days. I know you were talking about some of the breakouts, mm-hmm. but what do they do as as a as a whole group? Because if you're teaching that many different age categories yeah. grades. Um, what is it that they can do as a whole group? Yeah, the together? whole
1: group. Really, the whole group sessions today were about how teachers can best use our data management systems okay. to drill down into the performance of their kids. And so they, we, we've got really great tools um, at our disposal within the school district for teachers to um, put in whether it's summative or formative, uh, whether it, like could be tests or it could just be um, activities that kids are doing, but then to be able to access that data, to mm-hmm. see which kids are there, or, you know who's who's got it, right. who needs a little bit more time, um, and then how can we potentially regroup kids within a school or a grade level to help teachers um, um, make that happen. And so that's the, some of the large group sessions are really about data-driven decision-making um, and then how teachers can best use. I mean, because if you're a teacher, a third-grade teacher, second-grade, whatever teacher it is, those kids are in front of you um, every day. You're just making it happen. Right. Sometimes there's not a lot of time to take a breath, work within your professional learning community, go into those data warehouse systems to see how are we tracking progress for kids, mm-hmm. and then what are the what are the tools that we have to help teachers help the kids.
0: That's, it's really interesting. You don't really think about all the data that's being tracked mm-hmm. with your child, your individual child through school. Yeah. And and that really does follow them.
1: It, it does. I mean, and, and it's academic data, it's behavioral data. And also um, since last year, we're starting to engage with kids and their families on mental health. Right. And so we have all of that data where kids are either self-reporting on things like resilience or anxiety or depression or their their ability to stick with things. Um, and then at the K-2 level, teachers are generating that data on what they see mm. and um, then be able to either make referrals to social workers or counselors, reach out to parents, start small groups. It's it's a data-rich environment, but you also, that's why t- days like today are so important because you need then the time right. to look at
0: it right, and analyze it and talk about it. Digest it a yeah. little bit, right? Yeah. And then, I, I mean, uh, taking it back. To the kids, and taking it back to the the beginning of our conversation, whereas some of this doesn't happen if there's not the funding available to you, right?
1: Yeah, and I think that's you know that in 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 a role like mine, I mean, it's I'm I'm proud of the fact that I'm able to be a spokesperson at the legislature and with our local community leaders about the value that a public education, a strong public education system, provides to the community. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, you know, my my work very very. Almost zero now is done in a classroom setting with kids. Kids and right. teachers, that's that's not the role. But hopefully the role of superintendents and district leaders and school board members is that you are then influencing mm-hmm. decision makers at other levels, whether it's at the state or here in our community, that will then ultimately impact the work at that classroom level. And that's... Um, so it's, it's, <laughs> now you're
0: sitting there going, "That's a lot of responsibility." Huh?
1: But but what a <laughs> what, but what a great opportunity!
0: Yeah, absolutely. Love to have you in and learn a little bit more about uh, what it is that you do and how we're moving forward with our uh, educational system here in the Mankato area. Paul Peterson, District 77 Superintendent. What's on the uh, calendar for the rest of the day? If the teachers are still in their workshops, that's
1: right. Well, then that so some of it will just be going back out to the buildings, seeing how people are doing, checking in with our principals making sure that those teachers have the support that they need to feel good about tomorrow. And, um, and of course there's no good superintendent uh, calendar without just a chock full of meetings, you know, oh, yeah. so hit lunch and then just <laughs> jump right into meetings for the rest of the
0: Well, day. thanks for spending a little bit of time with us today and our listeners. We certainly appreciate Great it. Great
1: to see you.